Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile. In our in our fine tradition of There Goes the Neighborhood, we have a special guest um, with us tonight, which we'll get to here in just a second. But of course, we have to talk about the star of the show, who is omnipresent. Nisha, so good to see you. You're the only, only person I'm interested. She moved her head a little bit. Yeah. Um, with us tonight, I, I was going to say we're lucky, but we're really not. Um, and by the way, the check didn't clear, James. Um, with us tonight is uh, the one, the only, the the Jimmy doing the pub, James Scrimshaw. Um, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for that. Us. That's how I introduce myself when I go and do ultimate cage fighting. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the Yogi Bear of Agile. Critique Singh, which yeah. the, the less said about him, the better. Let's talk whiskey. James, what you, what you, what you brought? What's, uh... I am uh, I'm not quite as bad as Pratik in terms of not having any in. Shame on you, sir. <laughs> right? If it was, if, 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 if you weren't so far away, I would challenge you to a duel in the morning, that, you know, as we do here in the, in the UK. Um, I've got a... It's a Kalila. It's, uh, it's, it's only a 10-year-old, but it's a rebottled version, and it's this cask strength collection. Um, it's not as peaty as you would think. I know you guys don't like the fact yeah, that you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're This is a peat-free zone, yeah. Yeah, because you've got fancy palettes. That's what the problem <laughs> is with you guys, right? You've got these kind of genteel palettes, whereas I've, I've gone for the full-on, you know, this stuff will... I'm going to have a drink of this now, and then I'm going to finish paint stripping. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What, what is the percentage on that? Does, does it say? Uh, that is 59.5. Oh, okay, we're, we're good then. We're, we're, okay. yeah. we're, we're still in the safe zone. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's a little foreshadowing. Um, Pratik, you, what would you, what'd you bring? Um, I am doing a bottle kill on the Glendronach um, Gostran batch, the batch eight since we've killed the batch seven already. Um, 61% sherry cask. Yeah, cask friend. Um, and I'm, I'm going back to the, I'm working my way through the, uh, the Glengarry. This is the, the hand-filled one um, that I did trying to, trying to put a hurt on that. I've got you beat. Uh, got, I think I got both of you beat. 61.6% on this sucker. So, um, not definitely not doing a bottle kill on this uh, tonight. Anyway, I won't be doing that. So, cheers, everyone. James, thanks for joining us. Blanche, Blanche. No, I don't. I have got one of your fancy little glasses, but I've got these really nice heavy ones that I really like. So I'm just going to use that. That you can use to, to beat Pratik over the head. Um. So as we like to do for all, all our guests, James, can you can you introduce our topic? What are we going to be talking about tonight? So tonight, Dan. Uh, we will mostly be talking about uh, the what I would consider to be the slightly disingenuous sales patter of big consultancies when they're going into large, particularly large financial organizations. It happens a lot here in the UK, and I'm sure it does to you guys in the States, where they sell them what I've lovingly coined the spotty safe model, which is a blend of some sort of quarterly planning increment version of the Spotify model that is widely just a disaster when it lands right but and of course we can't call it safe we can't call it spotify model we can't call it scrum we got to call it you know whatever 
whatever their marketing well, term is. See, I don't think they have a name for it. They're just going to sell them agile, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you go, well, that means you've got to do squads and tribes, and that means you've got to have quarterly planning. And you kind of go, and, and if now they've decided to throw in the extra added bonus, free of charge, so it's like their washing powder, new and improved, OKRs. <laughs> but wait there's more now now with 30 percent more okrs <laughs> with 30 percent more okrs right it really is and, and you kind of go right you don't have a name for it but i know i've worked in at least two or three organizations where i've seen the same thing sold by different big level consultancies and then had to try and correct all of the mistakes that that then brings and all of the pain that that client then suffers for that vast amount of money. By the way, which once I would like to do one deck that they sell to these organizations just once and get paid the equivalent amount, never work again, right? That would be good. Um, and, and it, you know, I'm really, I'm really struck by, and I had an interview with somebody today, I did an interview for somebody else I'm looking to hire and uh, her experience where she is is a company I used to work at and they've done it a second time. They've not gone, they've not just been fooled by this once, they've gone back and had a second bite of the cherry from a different consultancy and been given the same thing. And you kind of go, what? Right? And and I, I, I know I'm not, I'm not alone in this, I know other agile coaches in the UK, I've spoken to likes of John Coleman and a couple of other people have had similar experiences and I just... It would be nice if there were, you know, C-suite execs up and down the land watching your podcast going, holy crap, we didn't know how bad this was. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that they don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the little confidence there. Um, yeah, they're watching. I, 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 so, Pratik, you go. Yeah, sorry, you go. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, uh, the, 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 the interesting thing about this is, for me, is when you go and say, hey, I'm going to bring in one of the, as, as a C-level person, I'm going to bring in one of the four, big four consultancies and they're going to help us get better. There is, you have the minimum risk in that case because you're saying, at least you think you have the minimum risk. You're like, hey, everyone else is doing this. So I have justification to do this. Right. And there's a, there's, a, there's a phrase, isn't there? Nobody gets sacked for using IBM XYZ, right? Which is yeah. an insert yeah. from your favorite flavor of consultancy here. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. then meanwhile, you don't, re it's, it's, it's a bunch of stuff that we've talked about multiple times where the thing that is the most intuitive to do is probably the wrong thing to do. Uh, and I think at, and when you're in that position, this just feels intuitively right to go for one of the big four. Yeah. It's weird, though, isn't it? Because it's, it, if that feels right, just, does it feel right or does it just feel safe? No pun intended. Right? Does it just feel like the oh, easy boy. option? The la is it lazy thinking? Is it the lazy thing to do rather than kind of, you know, look at something that would help you figure your own way to agility mm -hmm. without a big a agile follow the rule book kind of version of agile? But then they go and buy somebody else's rule book thinking that they know what they're doing, but they've never actually implemented it and they don't do it themselves. No, yeah, it's to me, it's it's completely offloading risk. That's all they're doing is they're, they're just 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 offloading risk. And the, what they don't realize is they're probably gonna get fired anyway because the transformation is going to going to fail. Um, so that whole thing, you know, nobody got fired for hiring IBM or like you said X Y Z doesn't really hold true. I have to say, back in the day, 
I actually made a pretty good business of following around these big consultancy implementations. And when they <laughs> fail, I would come in right after them. The reason, the biggest reason that I stopped doing that was because I got sick and tired of having the conversations of, um, you know, hey, hey, Dan, we want you to come in. We want you to fix this thing, but we only want to pay you X. Um, even though we just paid, you know, this other big consultancy, $42 million, right? I actually knew that they paid $42 million for this other, you know, we only want to pay you £2.50 an hour to come in and fix our implementation for us. That's honestly why I stopped doing that. But, but there's, there is plenty of business out there, you know, just, just follow, just follow these people around and, and, you know, kind of clean up. The only time I was ever offered $42 million, it was in pesos. <laughs> Yeah, lira, lira before the euro, Zimbabwean dollars, Greek drachma is what it was. You might as well get magic beans at this point. <laughs> so yeah, that was. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, with 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 straight faces, CFOs would you know try try to negotiate these rates with me when, like I like I said, I, I would know for a fact the, the millions of dollars that was wasted, you know, on on the previous contract. It's interesting. I think any job in agile culture, and it, 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 again. I, I, Speaking from a UK perspective, maybe, but any job in agile coaches or consultants or delivery consultants, whatever you know, whatever you want to call yourself these days, that are are in these organizations are generally having to battle against that kind of it's almost like a forces of darkness moment, right? <laughs> and and it, I just it bewilders me that you've got this glut of talented people, and okay, that talent varies. Um who are going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And like you say, the, the safe bet is to go, yeah, but I'll just give them 40 million and let them give us a PowerPoint deck that tells us what we ought to do. And if we do that by rote, it'll all be magically great. And, and the thing about this is it will take you at least, at least and six months to figure out that it's not working. You'll at least have to go through two quarterly planning iterations. Yeah. To yeah. find out it's not working, and by that time, you know someone's taken the forty-two million and run away. Um, it, it's 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 baffling for me that you're going to wait that long to find out something's not working. And I think that's at least because usually it'll take a much longer than that. I wonder if that's like because that first month when you get to the end of that first planning period and they go into the next planning period and they kind of go, we didn't quite make it, but that's because it's new. Yeah, and we haven't quite got it right yet. And then they get through the second one, and then it's six months, and then they start to go, "What's that really bad smell?" <laughs> we can't just blame it on Pratik anymore. That's, that's something else. That's, that's, that's definitely something that. else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Pratik, yeah. I don't know how much how much you can say. You know, your, your last experience with this. I mean, obviously without naming yeah. any, but at a high level, you know what. Without naming names, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we were we were a shop that was that was pretty much we, we were doing flow, we were doing Kanban, we were just we had developed a pretty good practice, and we had a, a big consultancy that we uh, partnered with after that, mostly for you know to get to get more folks in temporarily to build up some capabilities and then then but they also brought with them their theory on how to approach these things so to me it felt like we were sliding backwards we did slide backwards a little bit but my most interesting bit of that was after a year or so of doing this 
um, well, one, six months after doing this, I was like, no, we're going to do it our way. And after a year or so of doing this, I think our team size went from, I think, 17 people down to eight or nine people or something like that on 12 people. And we actually got more done because we got rid of the practices that had been brought in and completely went back to the way we were doing things. And it, at least in that one instance, it seemed like it was more productive to go back to the things that we had figured out and developed ourselves rather than the imposed framework. Well, that's the thing. Just, just do the maths on that. The extra seven or eight people or whatever that you were talking about that were, that were consultants, that were contractors, right? I assume that, mm-hmm. that were, yeah. right? Just, just do the, do the, do the maths on that. And you know, how much, how much money was, yeah. How much money was saved to get more done? You know, I mean, that's. <laughs> it's an interesting one because in that situation, you're quite lucky that you've gone back to a set of good practices mm-hmm. that you had previously that someone's tried to disrupt for whatever crazy reason. Often with the, with the you know, old, large, lumbering, slow, poor technology, poor engineering practices, you know, financial organizations that are prevalent in the UK, they've gone from a poor practice to this Hail Mary transformation thing that they've been sold by people who've never done it, by people who don't understand it, don't know what the effects of it are, but I've got loads of really cool slides and buzzwords. And then, and then natural tendency is not to then go, stop doing that, let's do something different, but not what we used to do before. Their natural tendency is to go for a safety behavior, which is retreat back to what they did before, which wasn't any better anyway. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, this conversation is kind of apropos because I don't know if you've seen on, on Twitter in the past day or two, there's somebody out there, I, and I haven't looked into this, I don't know anything about it, but somebody somewhere has released what's called auto scrum have you guys seen yeah, i saw that all the pictures about i thought i thought the what? same di- oh, i saw the other diagram was more yeah <laughs> was it was an eye chart yeah this just went uh, the next level e f j yeah um, <laughs> it just it just uh, went next level yeah yeah, I don't. So I don't. I, but I don't know if that was a joke. I don't know if it's a joke or if it's like serious or or what. I'm just. I just all of a sudden. It seems to me in my Twitter timeline anyway. This is is exploded with this auto scrum thing. So if anybody's out there listening knows anything about this auto scrum and wants to leave a comment, uh, let us know. But that's this. Like I said, this. I think it was one of the big consultancies that just kind of published this thing. To your point, James, of repackaging something as. Gosh. Uh, yeah. God, I, I mean, I, I, thankfully, I've not seen that on Twitter because I have ditched Twitter, and not because not because Mr. Musk has gone and bought it, but just because I'd had enough of. It's just not a nice place to be, right? <laughs> you know, I've had enough of it, um, and I get the occasional kind of pang to go back and sort of troll through some agile stuff. But I know it's just going to infuriate me, so I just don't do it. I'll get angry and smash my phone again. But this, well, is the, this is the fun part of this, which is we're talking about Agile, which usually says, hey, let's inspect things and adapt to better, to better ways right, of working. Right. And instead we're going, hey, let's take this huge, big thing and just lay it on top of things to see if that works. It, it, so the, the person I was talking to today in the interview was really interesting because she is a, she's not an, she doesn't come from an agile background she doesn't come from a software background she's a systems thinker mm. but the company she's at has decided to kind of give all the systems thinker lots of agile training which makes sense in many ways right 
But what she naturally realized, and this is somebody with, I'd say, a year in, right? And for a lot of people, it takes much longer than this because they go through the kind of the default, let's do Scrum, Scrum equals Agile bit, and then they, you know, it takes them a little while. She's gone straight to, I don't see the point of Scrum. Oh, I said that out loud, sorry. Uh, and, she's, <laughs> and I'm not doing it, one's better than the other thing. But she's gone straight to Kanban, straight away. And gone, this makes much more sense from a systems thinking point of view, because it doesn't matter what your methodology is. You're just measuring whatever your process is, and you're just adapt and inspect continuously, continuously, continuously and, and navigate your way to agility. And you can scale that through your kind of lean portfolio, your flight levels, these stuff. And the, the kind of that little triumvirate of systems thinking, Kanban flight level kind of stuff just seems to be the sweet spot. And for somebody of her experience to go blah, 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 it was kind of bit of a, bit of a nice moment for me today. It's like, yeah, that's, that's exactly where we want to be. That's exactly where I'd like this, the organization I'm working with at the moment. That's where I'd like to take them. I mean, Pratik and I were on a meetup yesterday. You know, we always get this question. Um, you know, hey, how do you, how do you handle prioritization, right? We always we always get that question. Hey, and and my answer always is, you know, the way that I handle prioritization is to not, right? Um, and for me, it's the same thing with agile transformation. You know, it's like how how do you scale your agile transformation? Uh, you know, don't. Right? That's to me the answer to scaling is don't scale. Um, you know, now I know a lot of people, probably a lot of people watching this the show will have a, have a lot of objections to that, but uh, you know, I. You know, if if we truly believe in empiricism, and maybe that's another show we should do is you know empiricism. I don't know, have we done empiricism? I'm not sure if we we have. Uh, that. No. We have to we have to go look back. But if you truly look at empiricism, I mean, how many times has a scaled agile transformation actually really worked? You know, especially yeah. when we when you bring in yeah. one of these these big consultancies. You know. Yeah, I was I was I was actually going I was going back to our our, our previous episode about ex post and ex ante and kind of. Can we look at the results rather than the pretty PowerPoint that tells us, hey, this looks right. great. Can we actually look at the track record and figure out, does this actually work? I wonder if, the, wonder if the, you know, when people are on board in these big consultancies and they're getting them in to go, right, help us with our transformation, and they turn around and go, here you go, here's a lovely PowerPoint full of spotty safe. Um, did they ask that question? Did they ever go, how many of these have been successful? And if they do, what, what's the answer? Is it just, you know, I'm not sure if I like swearing in your show, but is it bullshit? Did they just bullshit people? Uh, we're drinking, so you can swear. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anything goes. <laughs> we, we check the box on YouTube that says, <laughs> is this made for kids? Absolutely not. No. Right? no. <laughs> but, and, and, and as a Scotsman, I can't not swear because it's not really swearing. I was, I'm, I'm impressed you went 20 some yeah. minutes yeah, before no. you did. I, I'm actually very, very impressed no. about that. I was no, questioning your sky. I'm just going to unleash a string of expletives that are meaningless. <laughs> so let's make up just for to this. Kind of get the build up out. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you, I think that would be a really. I don't know, how many data points did you have for successful scaled agile transformations? Not naming frameworks here, but may pick your scaling framework of choice. And I think it's low ball. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we could probably say the same thing of any Scrum implementation, any safe implementation, yeah. probably even any Kanban implementation too. So, um, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. there, you know, I think there, there's something you said there. It, it, it reminds me of a story about um, the, 
uh, this is going to be completely out of left field. Um, once again, uh, Henry Ford, this show. Yeah. <laughs> Ford tried to take all the principles that he, uh, he applied, which were super successful in the US and build uh, an entire city in the middle of Brazil called Fordlandia because he wanted to source rubber because, you know, tires. And that's just a fantasy book that you're writing. It's just, it's yeah, just it's a, actually, a fantasy fiction it's, book. It's, it's literally true. Fordlandia. Yeah, it's did he not come up with a better name? Hey, he did not have a marketing team. What yeah. the hell? The guy was making cars. That's what he wanted to do. So, <laughs> but he took the framework that was working for him in place A and just applied it to place B, and there were riots. Like the workers rioted, and they just that that it it fell apart pretty quickly. He had to abandon the project because. Even Simple if you have one success, yeah, no, that's what the real problem <laughs> right. was. So somebody somebody should have gone like him. It's a bit derivative, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just it doesn't necessarily mean because it worked somewhere else, it's gonna work for you. And no. That's yeah. Um, I guess that's why I I, I, I'm, I'm, I am going to be biased about it, and I do have a preference, and I do have a, a view on the way that I would I would do things. So otherwise, I wouldn't be human. Uh, and that's the kind of way I like the kind of the Kanban way of doing it because you don't necessarily have to do you can do something different you can go in and completely re retool your process right from the off but if you don't it doesn't really matter which way you go with that as long as you are measuring it and using that to inspect it and adapt it well, I mean so Elon, Elon Musk hasn't bought this show yet so you're 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 obviously welcome to say whatever you want to say you know on this show on this show he confuses me he confuses me that's all i'm going to say about it. Yeah. Um, but you know but hey hey elon you know we're you know we I, I don't know if we want to talk to you or not actually to be honest i'm i'm, I'm not sure if we do or we don't but um so you know as elon I, lenders a tenner yeah exactly <laughs> you got five quid that you can um as our, as our guest james you get you get both the first word and the last word i mean how how would you sum up what we've talked about here um, a never-ending cycle of shoveling, you know, horse manure. You can say shit. I, it's okay. <laughs> I was going to say shite instead. Is that okay? Oh, shite, a never-ending cycle shite, of shoveling shite. Shite's more polite. Other people it? shite as well. Not my shite. Other people shite. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That's how it's summed up. But it's a fun thing to do, and it keeps me paid, and it puts a roof over my head. So I'm good with it. Huh? Gives us a chance to to whinge and drink, right? Every so often, yeah. Um, if you can't laugh at it, yeah, then what's the point? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, James. Will we see you in uh, in Lean Agile London? I don't know. Is that is that something? I am appear making an appearance at Lean Agile London. A rare appearance. I've actually got over my COVID phobia of ever coming out ever again. Nothing to do with the actual uh, virus. It's just that you know. God, people, ugh, yeah. right? <laughs> individuals, right? Um, but yeah, I will be there. I'll be there on the Monday, but not the Tuesday. Ah, okay, well, um, so yeah, so for, for those of you who don't know, Lean Agile London coming up uh, May 20 something or other, I should know the exact date. <laughs> whatever uh, that 20, whatever, whatever the Monday, Tuesday is, that 23rd and 24th, I think you'll find Thank it. Thank you, yeah, 20, 23rd and 24th. Um, come find us. I think. Anyone who knows I, me. 
knows how terrible I am at calendars, and that will be amazing. Shameless well, I think Pratik, you and I are doing a live version of Drunk Agile at Lean. Yeah, Agile. we're 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 doing Drunk Agile live. We don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure there'll be whiskey. Do we ever? Yeah, do we ever? Um, big thanks to James for coming on and uh, and taking time out of your busy schedule to to talk to us. Because um, because you know I know we had to really twist your arm to to sit around and drink and. I had to beg to come on the show. Yeah. Don't, don't belittle me and demean me now. Don't make it degrading. I was like, I don't know. Maybe maybe we can pitch you in in April. I, you know, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know if we feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> we really have to be begging. We just won't publish that one. Just make them feel good. Um, so, so for our special guest, James Scrimshire, thank you so much for being on. For the star of the show, Nisha, who is begging to get out of that room yeah she's done please, with this. Yeah. please god let me out uh for the yoga bear of agile pratique seeing my name is daniel picanti we want to say thank you so much for watching and we will see you in the next episode slender everybody yeah.